Okay, folks, it's that time of the year. The unofficial holiday is upon us. That's right, Super Bowl Sunday is coming up. And this year, it'll be Super Bowl 57, Heinz 57. And it'll be against a Pennsylvania team that's from the wrong area if you call for Heinz. Of course, it's Philadelphia. And of course, you got... Kansas City is the other team, the two best teams right now in the NFL. And I mean, it is going to be a heavyweight matchup to say the least. It's almost like a modern day version of Muhammad Ali and smoking Joe Frazier. But of course, which team is which? And I predict that it'll be a battle royal there in Super Bowl Sunday. And I think right now, if you ask me who's going to win, Philadelphia might just have a little bit more talent. And of course, if they lose, what is Merrill Reese going to say? He is the all, all, one of the all-time great play-by-play guys. But I mean, especially is he going to go, I don't believe it! I don't believe it! If Philadelphia loses. But I digress. It's going to be a battle of two great young quarterbacks with Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. And also, two, one great defense going against a great offense. And Graham, the defensive end there for Philadelphia, who is just like John Randall, known for running his mouth when he gets there in, in his stance, gets ready to come after the quarterback. Philadelphia's defense is all-world. Of course, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. He is again showing why he's one of the best young quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts can definitely hurt with his legs, too. And as I said, this is going to be a battle. Of course, people always wonder, who's singing the national anthem? It's Chris Stapleton, one of the top country singers now. And Rihanna is the one who's going to be performing at halftime. Of course, what kind of slinky outfit is Rihanna going to be wearing? That's what everybody wonders about that nice bohemian singer. Hmm. Of course, you know, we've gotten international artists before. Remember what you 2 did at the Super Bowl the year after 9-11? That was something to behold. Of course... What you kind of like to see an American artist, but I digress, and I'm not being, you know, na- too nationalistic or jingoistic. But it's going to be another entertaining Super Bowl, and it'll be a heavyweight fight. We'll see who wins between Philadelphia and Kansas City. And now I go from the Super Bowl to talking about the Orange in a more ways than one. Yeah, they finally got back on the winning track against Boston College. And also, kudos to the men's lacrosse team trying to bounce back from what was a miserable first year under Gary Gate, adopting to his new system. They go out and they beat Vermont 7-5. And I also want to make a shout-out to his brother Paul, who because of an unfortunate accident while doing maintenance is paralyzed from the waist down. Our prayers are with you, Paul. And I mean, everybody in Orange Nation is praying for you. 
hoping that you you can maybe recover. Oh, and that, although they say this may be permanent, which is very unfortunate for one of the greatest lacrosse players of all time, both him and his your his brother revolutionized lacrosse. Let's hope for a more successful season. But getting back to the orange, it wasn't just the victory over Boston College, but comments Beheim made about the state of college basketball, about his future, and about other teams. There are a lot of people who are now up in arms over what Beheim has said about the new NIL rules when it comes to recruits. Yeah, we've gotten some momentum getting Elijah Moore a top prospect for 2024. And there's several other top prospects who are lining up to maybe declare to go to the Orange. But of course, the transfer portal and also the NIL rules that now exist may have kind of uh, muddied up the picture. I mean, sorry for me searching for words. But you know what? Beheim definitely has a point. I mean, he said Pittsburgh bought a team. Wake Forest bought a team. And I mean, Miami even may have bought a team. But of course, now he's come under fire for those comments. And some people are saying, hey, you rain your mouth too much. You ought to resign. Plus, the fact he also has hinted that he's coming back next year. And one person is saying, hey, Beheim's holding the university hostage when it comes to a successor. My thought is he ought to re retire when he wants to retire. But on that same token, how much is enough? Yes, he'll be 79, and it'll be his 48th year leading the Orange. Maybe he's waiting to coach 50 years and then call it a day. At that time, he'll be in his early 80s. But you gotta wonder, how, I mean, how long are we gonna accept mediocrity? Because, I mean, I think the program has kind of taken a little bit of a dive because of his whole humming about his future. Yeah, it seemed, I think we got a good core of young players. They're starting to gel a little bit. And, of course, he said that he's going to dip into the transfer portal once the season ends. And, of course, we got to wonder, are any of our players entering the portal and whatnot? But I mean, uh, the whole thing about, hey, you ought to resign for making comments like that. You know, in some ways, just leave him alone. But on the other hand, Beheim kind of should watch what he says. Because I mean, any others, and guess what? Maybe, m maybe Wild Hack and the others are going to say, finally, Jimmy, it's time for you to go. We'll see what happens. It's now running to the stretch run of the season. And let's see what Syracuse can do going down the stretch. You ask me, I think they're headed for the NIT. Unless they can pull off a big win against Duke or Clemson. Of course, this year it's Duke minus Mike Krzyzewski. Beheim did have a point saying that these new rules may have driven Krzyzewski to retire among other great coaches like Jay Wright of Villanova who called it a day. But I digress. 
I mean, it's now become real interesting, and Beheim's got some points. But on the other hand, he's got to tone it down just a little bit. We'll see what happens. Now I'm going to talk about what's going to be a busy week for high school sports. Yeah, the Waterloo girls have four games this week. And we're getting into the final couple of weeks leading up to the sectionals and leading up to hopefully another run to a Section 5 title for the Waterloo girls and hopefully another run towards the state title, which hopefully they can win this year. Yeah, they had a minor setback a couple weeks ago, losing their first Finger Lakes League game in three years against Palmyra Macedon. But they rebounded in a huge way last night with a big win over Newark. And they've got three other chances to really improve. Yeah, they play my alma mater, Minders. Then they play Wayne. Then they play Batavia Notre Dame to finish out the week. But you know, I gotta wonder about a couple of fashion choices I've seen from a couple of the parents. Yes. Morgan Caraballo is one of the great leaders of the Waterloo team. A wonderful young lady. A wonderful basketball player. And she's got two, two wonderful parents. Her father, who's an assistant coach on the Waterloo girls team. Plus her mother, one of the great parents. And she definitely brings mother chic back, fashion-wise. Nobody can wear rock I should say, leggings with old school cats. Yeah, the 50s and the 80s. Mrs. Caraballo is bringing it back. And what about Keisha Bree? You know, in practice, she, she used to wear those unique Adidas. That's why I nicknamed her Run DMC. Yeah, I almost thought she was going to break out dancing to walk this way and have Steven Tyler sing walk this way talk this way or you know mary mary why you bugging of course when she, game time comes she dresses in her nice dress clothes but what about those boots they're some of those chunkiest boots that i ever seen if i want to see something chunky i want to see peanut butter or campbell soup but whatever, you know, big run to finish the season for Waterloo girls. The Minders girls, I'm also hoping that they finish strong because they can make some noise in their division there in Class B. But if they reach and win the title game for Class B too, guess who's lurking? Waterloo. We'll see. The Waterloo boys, hopefully they have a great finish to their season. And the, what, what, and the Miners guys, it's been a rough year. Maybe they can finish strong. Maybe they can maybe make a little noise. But I don't know. I think they're built for the future. We'll see how Miners and Waterloo finish their seasons going into the sectionals. And last but not least... Anybody watch the Grammys? Yeah, but Beyonce now is the all-time winningest Grammy winner. And I mean to pass ones like Sir Georg Soldi and Quincy Jones, two big giants in music, 
with the amount of wins she's done. That is an accomplishment. And I mean, I haven't really been a big fan of listening to her music. Of course, I don't listen to a lot of the music nowadays. But, you know, that is an accomplishment. But what I want to talk about is Madonna's appearance. Yeah, didn't it give anybody the willies? But, you know, she had to come on to talk about the way ageism now is in entertainment. I mean... Throughout the 40 years she's been around, she's never been afraid to push boundaries. I have been a first-hand watcher of what she's done all those 40 years. But I gotta give her credit. You don't get to where she is without drive. And she definitely has had the drive. And I mean, I know, seeing what a chameleon she's been with her fashion senses over the years. I mean, she's never afraid to push boundaries, never afraid to shock. But I'm kind of wondering about how the shock and awe she might be throwing now with the way ageism now is. She's got a point. But Madonna, your appearance there, for 64 years old, yeah, I agree, you look great. But the way you looked in the face, aren't you like, (laughs) that's the way I look at it. And that's why I have to say for this week. Next week, I'm going to talk about the Super Bowl. And are you ready for some more football? <laughs>